Well, hey, let's uh, jump into the Word of God this morning. And uh, as we uh, launch uh, into our new message series, We the the People. That was last week. By the way, by the way, uh, message series over the next four weeks, uh, we've named By the Way. And, uh, and so over the next four weeks, what we're actually doing is uh, we're diving into 2 Timothy, uh, the book of 2 Timothy. Uh, there are four chapters in this book. And so each week we're going to uh, dive into a chapter per week and uh, just unpack this and, uh, and look into uh, the gold that is within. And, uh, and, and if, you, if you haven't been receiving our weekly emails or maybe you're not on social media, uh, can I encourage you, uh, read the book, read the chapter. Right, you know that next week is, is 2 Timothy chapter 2. And uh, so had this week coming, this morning, you've, you know, I'll give you a, a rain check, I'll give you a pass, okay? Uh, but next week, uh, there is no excuses. And uh, so, so open up your Bible, um, get it on your phone and Bible app, uh, read 2 Timothy chapter 2. Get ready for next week, get expectant for next week. And I just want to encourage you to do that. Uh, and so when Sunday comes, you're ready to receive and are ready to hear what God wants to speak to you. Uh, uh, about and so, uh, so two Timothy uh, is what we're looking uh, looking at today and over the next four weeks. And uh, two Timothy is a, uh, I guess, just a bit of a context and a bit of a summary. is uh, is a letter uh, that was written from the Apostle Paul uh, to uh, Timothy, and uh, and Paul uh, wrote this letter uh, while he was uh, in uh, in a Roman prison. And uh, so he was in imprisonment uh, behind bars. And uh, may I just add um, that he wasn't in prison because he stole a horse. Or, you know, he wasn't in prison because he uh, you know, stole a pair of shoes. And, you know, and they're like, oh, aren't you meant to be that Jesus guy? And now he's stealing shoes. He was in prison for the gospel, right? right just to make that clear, I think I, I was actually just thinking about this last night. I was like, we say that, you know, Paul was in prison. I'm like, if you're new this morning, right, someone's like, what's he in prison for? And why are we listening to a guy that's in prison, right? He was in prison because of his faith. Because what he believed in for what he was uh, preaching and for the sake of the gospel, which we'll uh, talk about soon. And so Paul's writing this letter to Timothy uh, uh, from prison. And, uh, uh, and so we name this message series, by the way, <coughs> because uh, this is uh, uh, kind of, uh, and we get the sense that Paul's writing this letter to Timothy because it's kind of feels and he senses that his life is coming to an end. Right? Paul's been in and out of prison before and he's dealt with suffering and he's dealt with persecution, but, but this time's different. And, and when we read 2 Timothy, we sort of get this picture that, that Paul knows and feels like the end of his life is near. And so he's writing this sort of this last letter to Timothy. And, and, and we named it, by the way, because it's kind of like, the, you know, like in the English kind of slang where, you know, by the way, when we say that in conversation, it's kind of just like that last little bit at the end right? It's kind of like you have a conversation and you're finishing up and you're about to leave and it's like, oh, just that, that extra in, important information or that last thing I need to say to you. Oh, by the way, blah, 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 blah. And then you leave, you know? And uh, it's kind of like, oh, you know, you know, Shane, thanks for letting me borrow your car. And, you know, by the way, there's a scratch at the back, but it's not that bad. You know, it's, it's kind of just like that little thing you add at the end, uh, right? And, and uh, I remember a couple years ago, uh, my mum, um, uh, she still does, um, if you're interested, uh, runs the line dancing club. And uh, so it's, it sounds so awesome, hey. And, um, and so uh, she, she, she does line dancing. And uh, every now and then she has this social where she invites people like literally from Ingham. I think they come down from like Ingham and Cairns and, and they come to Babinda and, and they do like this line dancing social. 
people come together to line dance. And um, sorry, I'm still processing that. And, uh, and, and so as the son of the, uh, of the lady who's organizing it, I had the honor and privilege um, of being the social DJ, right? The DJ of the night, which was so riveting. And, uh, and sorry, am I, am I getting that message across too strongly? And, and, uh, and so as the DJ, um, that, was, that was the job I got. And mum would tell you like three months in advance, like there, you just couldn't get out of it. Cause she would tell you like, just so you know, 2021, I'm having a social on this date, can't get out of it cause I've booked you in. And uh, so we had to go. And, and I remember this one year, um, uh, I was uh, longboarding uh, with a couple of mates and um, it's just a, a longer version of a skateboard. And, uh, and so we were longboarding and we were, we were sort of um, being the, the fit and young and wise young uh, men that we were, uh, we were trying to find the, the, the steepest hill that we could find um, to go on the longboard down. And uh, anyway, long story short, kind of fell off, hurt myself, ended up in hospital. And I remember laying in the hospital bed um, going, I need to ring mum because she's got a social tonight and I'm in hospital and it's like in the afternoon. And I remember ringing her and sort of saying, hey mom, like, hey, super pumped for tonight, it's gonna be awesome, hey. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here now setting up. And I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be just the best, it's gonna be the best one for sure. And I remember sort of saying like, I'm, I'm gonna be late, but like I'm still keen, still really pumped to be there, uh, but I'm gonna be a little bit late. And she's like, you know, she starts getting angry. Oh, I told you and you need to be here. And you know, I started getting, you know, just like typical mom and, and oh, all right. And, uh, and, uh, and then I remember sort of on the phone and then I remember sort of saying like, um, you know, cool, I'll see you soon, and you know, by the way, I'm in hospital. And she's like, what? And just starts like freaking out, and, and now she like feels really bad. She's like, oh, I feel terrible, mother. I was just like, you know, getting up you, and now you're in hospital, and I feel like a terrible person. And uh, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. And, and so I didn't actually make it to the social, and uh, she gave me the night off, which was awesome. But um, yeah, but it was kind of like the, 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 by the way, you know, just like the last little bit I need to tell you before the conversation ends. And, and, so, and so when I read, these letters from Paul to Timothy, it's kind of like the by the way, right? Paul's invested so much into Timothy. He's showing him, he's, 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 he's given so much wisdom to him. And now it's kind of like, I think my life is coming to an end, right? I think I'm, they're going to kill me. They're going to uh, kill me for my faith. And so I'm going to write a letter to you, Timothy, as just the last important things and, and things to remember. These are the last words uh, that I may get to say to you. And so by the way, here is a letter that I want to write to you. And so Timothy was a, uh, a young pastor uh, leading a church in Ephesus. And, and uh, at this time, and so, <coughs> excuse me, Paul writes uh, these letters to him. Uh, it's also really, uh, I guess, crucial to know that you know, Paul and Timothy did have this close relationship, right? Um, they weren't just sort of, uh, you know, passing mates. They, you know, Paul wasn't like, oh, my life's coming to an end. I'm going to write a letter to all the young pastors, you know, so they were encouraged. Uh, there was this close bond, this relationship between uh, Paul the Apostle and, and Timothy. And we read in the scripture, you know, uh, uh, Paul, you know, um, he says, dear son, you know, in First Timothy, and he writes that I'm writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. Uh, there's this relationship here, uh, which, is, which is important to know as we look into this uh, text uh, during the week's upcoming but I want to start with this uh, quote this morning, and, uh, and I've got this. It says that the letters of the New Testament were not written to us, but by the work of the Holy Spirit, they are for us, okay? Uh, understanding that the, that the context of this, this is uh, a legit letter from Paul to Timothy, and the letter was written to Timothy, but by the work of the Holy Spirit, it's, it's available for us today as Scripture and as the Word of God. 
And I just want to encourage you, maybe you know, in the future as you read uh, the Bible and understand the context of what we're reading, but especially over these next four weeks, understanding that, that this wasn't a letter written to Harvest Church Innisfail 2020. But thank God and praise God that the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit is inspiring and working through Paul, writing to Timothy, that today this can apply to us. And so I believe that over these four weeks, there is something here that is for you. I believe there is a, there is a challenge, there is encouragement, there is something uh, over these next four weeks that can apply to you, okay? You may not be a young pastor today, right? If you are, come see me, right, if I'm, if I'm not aware of that. But, uh, but I believe that over these weeks... Uh, there is something in this text uh, for you that God wants to show you, God wants to reveal to you and speak to you. And, uh, and so let's dive in. And uh, I just want to read, uh, I want to read 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verses 8 to 10. We're going to start with that and, uh, and see how we go from there. And, uh, and so verses 8 says this. It says, So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me. Uh, don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because, uh, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time, to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Verse 10, And now he has made all of this plain to us, by the, by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. And so here in these couple of verses and, and really over chapter one, you sort of get this sense that, that Paul's uh, starting this letter here saying, hey, Timothy, my life is coming to an end here and you're young and you're pastoring a church. And, and so it just this sort of chapter review, I sort of get this impression that Timothy's saying, hey, don't be ashamed of the gospel, right? Don't be ashamed to preach. Don't be ashamed to, to share with people. Don't be ashamed of what God's doing in your life, right? Timothy, be faithful, right? I encourage you to be faithful uh, with, with the faith that you have in Christ Jesus. Remember what Jesus did for you. Remember what, what we saw. Remember what he did and what it means for you, right? This kind of overarching, uh, this is the, the sense that I get from chapter one. And as I just kept reading this and, and, and just sort of meditating on this chapter, there was one verse and, and a couple words that I couldn't move past, which I want to uh, uh, look into a little deeper this morning. And it's in verse eight and it says this, it says, with the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. Be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. You know, I was reminded of an ad on TV. And uh, do you all remember uh, the, the taco ad with the little girl? And, uh, and the ad is like, they're fighting over whether they should get, or whether they should have hard tacos or soft tacos for dinner, right? And the ad's like, they're debating and they're, you know, and they're, They've got like a hat and they pick it, you know, they pick a thing out of whether they're having hard or soft tacos and they've got like a big spin the wheel and they spin the wheel whether they're going to have hard, hard tacos or soft tacos. And then the little girl right at the end, she's just like, why don't we have both, right? And there's like, dun, dun, there's a big celebration music and they like get her up on people's shoulders and they're celebrating because they're like, oh, why did we think of that? Like, 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 why do we have to just have soft or hard when we can have both? And, uh, and so I was reminded of that, that ad. Because um, as I was just thinking about this scripture, and, and you know, I, I know that, and I've got these two things, I've got this question for you. And I've got here that suffering 
is something no one likes. A success is something everyone likes. And my question to you is, are you willing to suffer for the success of the gospel? Right? Suffering is something no one likes. Success is something everyone likes. But are you willing to suffer for the success of the gospel? Right? It's kind of like, why do we have to choose one? Why don't we have, why don't we have both? Right? And, uh, and what I couldn't move past is that this is such a dark hour for, for, for Paul the Apostle. Right? Like, just, just he's, he's in prison. We read in chapter 1 that, that people who used to be there and used to be around him and used to be his friends have left him. Right? They're ashamed of him. He's in prison. They're scared of what's going to happen to them. And so, so he's in prison. He's, he's people that he knew and loved of, uh, are leaving him. Uh, he, he believes and knows and he's sure that he's about to die for his faith. And, and here is Paul writing a letter to Timothy, right? And, and he's not concerned for himself, right? In chapter one, it, we don't read the start of the letter. He's like, hey, Timothy, right, you're awesome. And, and make sure you rally everyone you can to pray for me, right? Because it's not looking good. But, but I believe that if you all pray and stand together and fast, maybe I can get out of prison. He's, he's not writing a letter to Timothy to say, hey, get everyone you can and come rescue me. And, you know, and you, need to, you need to fast for like 70 days. And, you know, and as long as you fast, then I'll be okay. And no, 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 he's writing this letter to Timothy. He's like, by the way, I don't have much to say. I don't have much time. But, but what I do want to say to you, he's got no concern for himself. All he's concerned about is, is Timothy. He's writing to Timothy. And he's, he's encouraging, he's, he's lifting up, he's speaking life, he's wisdom, he's strengthening Timothy in this letter. And so Paul's not concerned about himself, his concern is for Timothy. Why? It's for the sake and the success of the gospel. Paul knows that, that my life is coming to an end and, and, and I'm not going to be here for much longer. But I know, I know that if I could just get one last letter to Timothy to encourage him to not be ashamed, to encourage him to stay faithful, to encourage him to remember what Jesus did for him, then maybe the gospel will continue. Maybe he won't be ashamed and the word will go out and the good news will spread and, and people will come to know Jesus like they've never known before and we'll see more and more people come to know Christ. I, I, I'm not concerned about myself. I know I'm in prison. I know this is dark. But, 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 my, but by the way, Timothy, for the sake of the gospel, don't be ashamed. My concern is for you so that the good news could go out. That Paul understood that I will suffer for the sake and success of the gospel. And church, that is why today, that is why in our vision statement, right? Our vision statement, one of the parts of it is that we would empower all generations to find freedom in their God-given purpose. Why don't you say that so you feel included? Uh, we'll say all generations just so you all feel good and nice and we're thinking of you, all right? It's all good. No, no. We want to empower all generations. Why? Because we need to be a church that has Pauls and we need to be a church that has Timothys. We need to be a church that, that has the Pauls in here. The Pauls that say, hey, Timothy, I've been there. Hey, Timothy, I know the journey ahead. I know it's going to be tough. I've, I've walked a life. I've lived a life. I've seen God move. But hey, it's been, it's, it's, it's been a struggle. There's been some storms. There's been some tough times. But, but hey, when you say faithful to God, it's okay. Everything's going to be good. God's good. God's faithful. 
And the young Timothys in this church, hey, you need to remember to not be ashamed. You need to remember to stay faithful. You need to remember what Jesus did for you. We need to be a church that has Pauls in here, but we also need to be a church that has Timothys. We need Timothys to say, hey, I've got the passion. Hey, I've got the energy. I don't really know what lies ahead, but all I know is that God saved me and I'm so thankful and I wanna do everything I can for the good news to go out. I believe together as a church, as, with, as Pauls and Timothys, we, we, we need you together. Together as a church, we can see the good news go out. That we could remind each other, help each other as iron sharpens iron. I believe that we could see the good news go out and reach people like we've never seen it before. Because we've got the wisdom, then we've got the passion. We've got the Pauls, and we've got the Timothys. You know, Paul understood the, the power of, of God's Word. Paul understood the, the power of the good news. Paul understood that, that the news of what Jesus did for every person, he knew that it could change lives. He knew that if it went out and if people heard it, he knew that people's hearts would be drawn to it. He knew that it could change people's lives forever. And so this heart of, I'm not concerned about me, but I'm concerned that this good news continues to go out to all people that even if it means suffering, it's worth it. Even if it means suffering for the Word of God to go out, for the sake of the Gospel, for the success of the Gospel, I'll suffer. And you know, this morning, it's really easy to say that, right? You know, right now in this moment, it's like, yes, God, I'll, I'll suffer. Oh, I don't like it, but you know, God, I would, because I know it can change lives and I know how powerful it is and, and God, I'll suffer. And, you know, and then the pastor tells you that, remember, 6 a.m. prayer meeting, Tuesday morning. Right? And then you're like, I'll suffer, just not my, not my sleep, right? Like, I'll, like anything else, but I, but I, I need my sleep in. Right? Um, you know, I was, I was kind of hoping Pastor Lance and Marion wouldn't be here this morning because uh, I wanted to share this story. And uh, no, it's not bad. Uh, but I remember when I first came on staff at the church, I came on staff one day a week. Monday morning, and I remember the first day, I was so excited, I was so pumped to get to be part of this church, one day on staff, I was so excited, God, this is going to be the greatest thing, and Pastor Lenz said, first day, it's going to be the best, uh, I'll meet you here at the church, 6am for prayer, right, I'm like, are you kidding, right, it's like instantly, I'm just like, does he know where I live, right, like, it's all good for him, he lives five minutes up the road, does he know I live half an hour away, is he aware that that I have to get up and get ready and then get in my car and drive half an hour to be here at 6 a.m.? Does he not understand my life, right? And, uh, and I remember suffering. <laughs> I'm suffering. Going, oh, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I've got to push through. I've got to do this. Worked out okay. We'd come down 6 a.m., pray for an hour, and, and most times Pastor Marion would have bacon and eggs ready at home anyway, so it kind of worked out okay. But I remember suffering. I remember going, God, this is, you know, oh, this, is this what it's about? Like, I thought it was, just, you know, working for the church. You just see, like, just God, just psh, 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 miracles and gold dust, and it'd be awesome. And, you know, 6 a.m. prayer, be here. I'll see you then Monday. And I was thinking back, and I'm like, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you, and I'm thankful that I pushed through the suffering. Because I don't think I'd be the man I am today. I don't think I'd be here on stage speaking if I didn't go through the suffering of being here at six o'clock in the morning to pray. 
And I think there's something powerful in pushing through the suffering for the sake of the gospel. I'm so thankful that that Pastor Lance called me to be here at 6 a.m., to be here in, in an inconvenient, uncomfortable time, because he knew that it would build something, that the Paul of this church knew that, hey, Timothy, this is needed. This is gonna be for, for, for the sake of the gospel. I know this is uncomfortable. I know, this is, I know you're suffering in this, but, but, it's, but it's, gonna, it's gonna be for the success of the gospel. People, it's gonna go, it's gonna help you. It's gonna benefit the Word of God. The good news is gonna go out because you're gonna be here at six o'clock in the morning. It's gonna do something in you. I wonder what suffering you're facing right now for the sake of the gospel. I wonder what God's doing in your life that you don't like, that's really hard, that's really uncomfortable. And God's saying, hey, I'm calling you out here. I'm calling you up. I'm calling you to rise. I, I need you to do this. However, as comfortable as it may be, as, 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 as dreadful and as suffering as it may be in your life right now, I wonder what God's trying to do in your life right now. Because I wonder how many people are suffering out there and don't have a God to turn to. How many people out there are suffering and they're trying to do it in their own strength. I'm so thankful that someone loved me enough, someone cared enough, someone prayed for me enough that they would share the good news to me. So now I can look back at my life and I go, God, every storm that I faced, I was able to lean on you. I was able to look to you. I was able to believe that God would come through with me and I didn't have to do it in my own strength. I think I've got this slide behind me. But how many times have you struggled? How many times have you been through a storm and the only reason you survived was because of your faith in God? How many things have you faced? And the only reason you're here today, the only reason that you're here and praising God and worshiping God is because you had a faith in God. How many people don't have that opportunity? How many people don't know yet the good news? God, if it means I have to give up my Sunday, I'll be here. If it means I have to get up early, I'll do it for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the good news to go out so that people know that there's a God that they can lean on when storms come in their life. Uh, there's a quote this week that I found. It says that you don't really know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. You know, God, I'm thankful that I know you. I get the privilege, I'm blessed to, to know you and, and go through the storms and, 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 and do this life with you. But the bottom line is, God, the good news needs to go out. People in my family, my, my friends, people I know need to know the good news, need to know the love of the Father. They're going through storms in life. They're going through struggles. They're suffering and they're trying to do it by themselves. And God, if it means that, that I have to suffer, if it means that I have to get up at 6 a.m. and, and, and if, if it means that I have to get up early, if it means I have to give up my Sunday, if it means that I have to give up my chair, if it means that I have to pray for people, if it means that I have to be uncomfortable and suffer, I'll do it for the sake of the gospel. I'll do it for the success of the gospel. I'll do it so that people out there may know a God that they can lean on when times get tough. I know that suffering's never fun. It's never enjoyable. It's never easy. But the key here that Paul says in verse eight is that God will give you strength. Right? God will give you strength. Paul's writing to Timothy from a place of, I know he will because he did in my life. He's not writing, fingers crossed, I hope God gives you strength. No, Paul lived it. 
Paul's been in and out of prison. He's been persecuted. He's, he's seen just about it all. And he's saying, Timothy, the road ahead, suffering may come. We may have to do things that are uncomfortable. We may have to suffer for the sake of the good news. But know that you don't do it alone. Know that God will give you strength. God, give me strength to get up at 5 a.m. God, give me strength to give up my seat in church so that someone else could come and, and, and find you. God, God, give me strength to move past. I, 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 don't, I don't like that song of praise and worship, but, but God, give me the strength because if it means that someone else can worship God and, 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 and find you, then God, let it be. God, if it's for the sake of the gospel, I'm happy to give it up. I'm happy to suffer. God, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Give me strength to push past this so that people could find you. So just to end, I'll finish with this. It's my new favorite quote um, of all time. It says this, it's so encouraging. It says, you're either in a storm, going through a storm, about to go through a storm, or just been through a storm. How good's that? (laughs) Right? You're either in a storm, going through a storm, about to go through a storm or just been through a storm. The bottom line is that whatever it looks like, whatever situation, circumstance, whatever you face, the bottom line is that storms are bound to happen in our lives. There's bound to be times where we get uncomfortable and we're faced with things that we don't enjoy and that we don't like. But this morning, church, I wanna encourage you and, and what I get from, Tim, uh, from, from 2 Timothy chapter one, as Paul is saying here, it's gonna happen. You're either walking through a storm, been through a storm, or going to walk through a storm. But Timothy, I encourage you, be faithful. I encourage you, stand true to your word. Don't be ashamed. Why? Because people are going through storms out there. People need to know for the sake of the gospel. Would you suffer? Would you go through a storm for the success of the gospel? So church, the bottom line is that we need Jesus. It's the bottom line. It's all about Jesus. Bottom line is that people around us need Jesus. And so whatever that looks like in your life, God, whatever suffering may come in my life, however it may look, God, I believe that you will use it for good. God, that whatever storm I'm in, that you will use it for good, that you will use it to progress the good news in this community, in the world around me. that I will be faithful. God, I will remember what Jesus did for me. I'm blessed to know you. God, I want everyone around me to know that as well. And so Paul is writing to Timothy, encouraging him as a young pastor. And so can I encourage you this morning as we, as we, as we dive into this letter over these next couple of weeks and right now in your life, no matter whether you're in a storm, walking into a storm, walking out of a storm. God, you would give us strength. God, you would remind us how good your news really is. God, you would remind us the power, the truth of your word so that people's lives would be changed forever. 